I just got dive bombed by a ladybug. Just got back from Ireland, London, Iceland, freaking back in the United States. Welcome to the Mindset Art Podcast. We'll take a moment to get away from the mindless scrolling, focus on enhancing our quality and experience of life through four pillars, health, wealth, love, and fulfillment. I'm your host and mindset coach, CJ Leedy. And if you could, would you give up all anxiety, all fear, and all stress? Would you be willing to part with that? Would you be willing to take on a chance of how that would affect your life moving forward? In the words of Jody's song, Sing You Home, she says anxiety is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you very far. End quote. So today we're going to hit you with four steps for overcoming anxiety. But first, what is anxiety? Well, anxiety is that feeling of worry, fear, tension, which according to consensus affects about 40 million adults in the United States. I'm pretty sure it affects just about everybody, but to varying degrees. But ultimately, anxiety can be caused by many things, including stresses in life, health problems, genetic, traumatic events. And anxiety it gives us the feeling of nervousness, restlessness, difficulty concentrating, and muscular tension. And some people, when anxiety gets really bad, can even experience occasional panic attacks, which are these sudden episodes of intense fear and anxiety. So what does anxiety do to our minds? Well, it limits our working memory. When we're under severe stress, our memory is actually diminished. Our prefrontal cortex, which does a lot of our rational thinking, is less active. We get this feeling of sort of brain fog. It's basically a mental fuzziness or a lack of clarity. It can be difficult to put thoughts together, difficult to concentrate or remember what you're doing or working on. It can lead to physical and mental exhaustion, lack of motivation, lack of interest in things that you're usually up for. Your thoughts just start to feel kind of hazy and difficult to grasp. So I am somebody who grew up with a lot of fear and social anxiety. I was very shy for years. I'd get super embarrassed when people would put attention on me. I was very scared to do anything that was outside of what was supposedly the right thing to do. And now when I tell people that, oftentimes they honestly don't believe me. You know, I speak in front of large audiences. I handle transactions worth tens of millions of dollars. I travel by myself. I go to festivals by myself. And it all came as a result of really shortly after my hippie time travel, that hypnosis experience that changed my life, I became much more familiar with how to remove stress and anxiety which had constricted my life in a major way up to that point, which I hadn't even really realized until I learned how to get rid of it, how much it was affecting the things that I was doing. And really, the more I played around with meditation and the more I felt myself removing anxiety and stress from my life, you know, at first it was great. I was like, oh my God, it's incredible. But then I started to realize, you know, this is changing who I am and how I'm interacting with the world. In a lot of ways, it was good, but it was exposing myself to a little more risk. You know, I realized that less stress, less fear and anxiety you know, it was no longer really a requirement to have those emotions. It was something I could choose or I could choose not to have part of my life. But that the line between the two was very thin. It was like, I felt like I either needed to commit fully and be like, I'm ripping all that out or just let it be natural. It's more of a yes, I'll take that or no, let's toss that thing in the trash. So I really genuinely thought about it for a few days as I was starting to go through this experience. And I saw the value of keeping it in certain times, kind of keeping you safe, kind of keeping you inside the normal constraints of social rules, not embarrassing yourself, doing anything stupid. But ultimately, I looked at my life and I decided that the best moments of my life, the best decisions that I'd ever made, the times that I was really present and I love in my heart, you know, the most proud moments and times that advanced my life the most positively, those were all times where I was experiencing peace. I was experiencing confidence, clarity, comfortability. And really, none of those experiences were ever the result of fear and stress and anxiety. And as the Swedish proverb goes, worry often gives a small thing a big shadow, end quote. And it was this realization that the more I was able to eradicate stress, the smaller my problems felt and the more effective and enjoyably I was interfacing with the world. 
So I decided, I said, you know what? Screw it. Let's go. I'm willing to let go of all of that. I'll open myself up to the potential risk that can come along with having abnormally low stress levels. And it was one of the best decisions that I ever made. Realizing for me, realizing that stress and anxiety were better left in the off position really opened me up to different levels within my relationships to travel and experience that added so much richness to my life. A willingness to go after career goals, big challenges, things, all sorts of stuff. Really, and especially in the beginning, this did bring a few new challenges into my life. Not gonna lie, I found myself in some trouble and things that I probably would have avoided had I had a normal dose of fear at that time. But my ability to face that stuff head on without fear, even through it, really led to my ability to adapt and find new ways to handle difficult things and make my life better as a result. So I will say if you are, if you've ever felt yourself in that moment of decision of like, should I let go of my fears or should I hold on to them? Just speaking from personal experience, I say, fuck it, let it go. And you might be looking at that and going, you know what? Well, that sounds great and all, but I don't really see that as a decision. I don't see that as something I can just be like, yeah, let's turn this on or turn this off. But the truth is, the decision actually does play a big role in this. And as I said before, we're going to go through four steps and we're going to kind of hit you with number one right here before we really get into those. But ultimately, the decision does play a big role. Don't underestimate your ability to decide the emotions that you want to have and don't want to have. Because oftentimes we hold on to fear, we hold on to stress and anxiety as a comfort mechanism. It's a tool to keep us safe. A lot of people are like, you know what? I want to keep that comfort blanket over me. I'll let my subconscious build up fear and things around going after difficult challenges because I don't want to fuck it up. I don't want to find myself in difficult situations. And I just want it to be easy. I want it to, you know, I don't want to take risks. And for some people, Maybe they haven't even consciously accepted and realized that that's what they're doing. But for a lot of us, that is what's going on. You haven't decided, I want to get rid of that feeling. I want to get anxiety. I want to get stress out of my life. Because there are ways to do it. If you choose, I'm done with that. But I really believe that you can't be like, hey, a little bit in, a little bit out. I want a little bit of it, but not too much. It's kind of, at least for me, it's been a thing where it's like you either have to accept, I'm getting rid of all of that as much as I can at all times. Anytime it comes up, I'm beating it. And eventually your subconscious mind realizes that that's not something that we produce anymore. You can't really play it down the middle. It's too difficult for your subconscious mind to decipher the differences between the good and the bad of it. It's got to be the type of thing where it's like, hey, anytime that feeling comes up, bye-bye, we're kicking it. And eventually your subconscious mind just gets it, okay? That's not the emotion we get. Instead, we get this feeling, whatever you've replaced it with. So let's get into it. Step one, if you are serious about kicking your anxieties and your stresses, that's step one. Are you willing to accept the challenge that comes along with kicking your anxieties? Genuinely. And maybe it'll take you some time. It did for me. I had to think about this for a few days of like, am I really genuinely willing to completely strip fear and anxiety out of my life? Are you really willing to do that? That is step one, because until you can sit here and say, yeah, you know what? I'm good with it. I'm, I'm willing to take the risk that comes along with stripping that out of my life. Until you can really genuinely say that you're willing to do that and you tell your subconscious mind, hey, buddy, we're done with that. Time to move on. Until you really take that step and that level of acceptance is difficult to diminish your anxiety because your subconscious mind believes that there's a purpose for it. That's why it's producing it. 
Okay, so that's step one. Make the decision for yourself. And if you do decide yes, then you move on to step two. And step two is finding those tools that work for you to cut anxiety as it rises. So for me, it was meditation. That's what I learned off the bat there. I could use these meditations and it would relieve the tension. I would start to feel stress and I would just go and I would relax. I would think through the circumstance. I would cut fear out of it. I would deal with it in my mind and I would see a more beautiful and clear perspective on it all. And it would cut the anxiety. I could even just think about the anxiety and focus on where it was in my body and what it felt like, and it would melt away. And a handful of other tactics, but what is it for you? And lately, for the last few years, I've used my meditation masterclass, which I've got available, which I'll leave in the show notes too. So for me, meditation, deep muscle relaxation is what I use to kick anxiety. You know, there's lots of stuff you can do. Maybe for you, it's gardening or yoga or or spending time with loved ones or reading a book or getting more sleep or driving your car. Whatever it is for you, what kicks anxiety for you? What are your skill sets within it? Or what are ones that you want to develop more of? Because once you have that legit skill set with a tool for overcoming anxiety, then anytime it starts to come up, you can say, okay, guess what? We decided we're done with anxiety, so I'm not going to let this feeling sit. I'm going to go out and I'm going to kick it right now. As soon as it comes up a little bit, boom, I'm going to go kick it right now. As soon as it comes up, boom, 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 consistently over time. And as you teach yourself that we don't deal with anxiety, we kick it out the door. As soon as it shows up, your subconscious mind will get the hint that it doesn't need to be there anymore. And that'll bring us to step number three once you've got a clear tool that you like to use. And that's that you shift the way that you look at anxiety. I know that we're talking about cutting it completely and entirely, but the truth of the matter is it's more about moving past it and knowing what to do with it versus completely eradicating it. Just like John Jones says, one of the best MMA fighters of all time, said there's nothing wrong with having butterflies in your stomach as long as you can get them to fly in formation, end quote. So shift the way that you look at this feeling. That will help you to overcome it as well. I really like what the performance coach Brendan Burchard says. He says, quit calling it nerves. Quit calling it anxiety and stress. Instead, call it performance edge. Anytime you start feeling it, you're like, whoa, I'm starting to feel performance edge. Something that sharpens me. It gives me a little extra grit and determination. My performance edge. So step three is about shifting the way that you're looking at it and taking the power from it, putting it into something positive. And that brings us to step number four. Once you feel like you have those three down, you've accepted with clarity, I'm done with anxieties and stress. It's time for me to get over it. I'm good not having that a part of my life. Number two, you've got clear tools that you use to overcome it. Number three, you flip the way that you look at it. It's no longer a burden or something scary to you. It's part of cutting out the fear. Step number four, it's time to push yourself. Go outside of your comfort zone. This is where you really become powerful. Once you have those skill sets in place, now it's time to go out and grow it. As they say, competence creates confidence. And your comfort zone is equal to the amount that you stretch it. So once you have those skills in place, go out and push it. Go out and try yourself. Go out and try to experience that anxiety. Go out and try to experience that performance edge. And as you do, you've got those skill sets. Practice them in the face of bigger and bigger challenges. Your comfort zone will continue to grow. And I'll leave you with a quote here in the words of the philosopher Epictetus. He says, man is not actually worried by real problems so much as by his imagined anxieties about real problems. So that's what we're working with today. And hey, if you're interested in working on one of your skill sets, head over to cjlee.com for the meditation masterclass. It's a great way to build up on two if that's of interest to you. This is the Mind Says Art podcast. And thanks for going MI with me today.